Welcome to the Boisterous Brothers. My name is George Rockelschmidt. I'm here with Damien Benedict. How are you doing today, mate? Just as well as I was doing last week. Thank you very yeah, much. Very good. Okay, so everything's been going well for you. You've been enjoying the nice cold weather here in faraway land. Yeah. Foreign, yeah, it's been all right. Foreign place. Does anybody know where you are? Do you, do you have any friends who might miss you? Is anybody trying to contact you? No one has tried to contact me whatsoever. No, no. I imagine that. <laughs> well, we always start with an anecdote, and this time it's my turn. So, a few years ago, not that long ago, I was in Guyana. Do you, do you know where that is? No. E- even no. it's it, it, kind of like the north of South America. It's kind. It's meant to be a Caribbean country. Like politically, it's a Caribbean country. It's not really the Caribbean. It's more like the mid Atlantic. Right. Got it. Right. Uh, no, sorry. Let me just say, my geography is absolutely fucking atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't. I mean, well, I don't mean to condescend to people. It's just that often people get it mixed up with Guinea or places like that. It's Guyana, yeah, it's, yeah. or it used to be called British Guyana. Right. Okay. Right. No, I've never heard of it before today. Right. It's one of the few South American countries that's native that has the native language English. Right? Okay. And it's a mixture of black people who were obviously descended from slaves, and bizarrely Indian people who were indentured in the late nineteenth century, which basically means they're also descended from slaves. Right. All I heard was it's you know the, uh, English is their first language. So all I'm thinking is holiday destination. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's incredibly dangerous. All right. Okay. Um, before I got there, uh, someone had had accidentally blown themselves up in the market. Bearing in mind, this is a small country of, mm-hmm. I think it's something like four million for the entire country. I think it's one of the least populated countries in South America as well, for land size. Okay. Uh, but the least one is Suriname, whatever. So someone blew themselves up in, in the market because the, the, the fishermen there fish with grenades. Right. And he, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that in cartoons, but I thought that was just for cartoons. Yeah. It, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> it's like if you go out at night in the capital, Georgetown, you're going to get robbed, mm-hmm. right? It's it's like that. All the embassies you pass are extremely small but extremely well guarded. Right. Okay. You know, I mean, they're all behind razor wire. There's no magnificent buildings or anything like that. Right, okay. You know, it's all, all com- very functional bunker. Yeah. No, it, they do look like compounds. You know, with, right. with people kind of prepared to to embrace a, a small attack, if you like. Anyway, I went there. I, I just went there for a few days. Uh, to see someone I know. And um, I was walking around Georgetown in the day, which is, I guess it's kind of safe, you know. I mean, I didn't have anything on me anyway. Uh, and I saw this this really weird shop. Well, it wasn't weird, it's just it was very different um, because it had an American flag in it. So so weird for that place. You right, okay. don't really see that. I mean, sure, that's something like that, I imagine, would make you quite a target, right? I No, I don't think, I don't think they're anti-American at all, but... Yeah, kind of, that kind of leads into what I'm going to say. So I right. walked in, right? And this place just sold jeans. Right? That's all it sold was jeans. Right. And the guy behind the counter was this American guy who I got talking to. And he had this glass counter full of jeans. And, like, one of the panels on the glass counter was plywood. And right. it looked brand new. Right, okay. Right? And I said to him, what happened to, to this? What happened to your glass counter? And he said, a couple of punks came in here the other day and tried to rob me. But it's all right, because I got my shotgun and I I blew blew them away through my counter. Right? Like, he killed them. They were dead. Right, okay. Right? Fuck. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's, that's crazy. And he goes, yeah, 
fucking animals. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, it was hard as nails. Yeah, and that's my story. Right, okay. Yeah. Short and sweet. But... I just, just thought it was incredible. Yeah, yeah, that is fucking incredible. Yeah. It was, yeah, because he was this guy. He was black, so I guess like he could walk around and you know people wouldn't know he wasn't from there. Maybe. But right. He, he just he, wasn't, he wasn't undercover in blackface or anything no, like that. No, but but my point is is that he wasn't. Maybe he was Guyanese heritage. Yeah, probably for sure. But he had an American accent. Like he was just an American living right. there, and he didn't tolerate any shit. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the whole the whole kind of nature of Guyana is like you'd imagine he'd get in trouble for that, but. Maybe he just maybe he knew the police, maybe he paid the police, maybe the police just weren't involved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. if you go right to, to the back of the shop, there's a, like a quite one of those uh, like really long chest freezers. You open it up and you just got two bodies in there. Yeah, because it's obviously next to the. Um, it's next to the river. <laughs> it's, it's next to the delta of the Essequibo, which is so wide, uh, it's it's wider than some Caribbean islands. Right, okay. right, it's like seventeen miles wide at the delta, or twenty-seven miles wide, or something huge, and you know it's like the river. It's it's an Amazonian river, right? It's just full of silt. It right. is completely opaque, and it's full of fucking god knows what, right? It's full right, of anaconda. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, not yeah. maybe there, maybe not in the delta, but it's full of stuff which will eat you. You could just dump something in there, and you never have to worry about it. So you you have your suspicion that that's what happened then? I don't know. I, I didn't really ask him. I I mean, to be honest, he might have been fucking talking bullshit. He may have just knocked it or something, but he seemed pretty serious. <laughs> yeah. I think he was annoyed as well that I didn't buy any jeans. <laughs> I was about to oh yeah, I was about to ask. I mean you that was I'm sure that kind of came with some serious balls, not to kind of go away having bought something there. <laughs> yeah, he was like cocking his shotgun yeah, while you yeah. he's telling you this story. A couple of guys came in here the other day, didn't buy any jeans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Take my money. Yeah, why is that? Because I killed them. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. There's there's my story. What do you think about that? That's yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um I've never I've I've only really travelled to like holiday kind of destinations uh-huh. when I've uh, gone abroad, so I don't. I've never encountered anything like that. No. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, if you go on YouTube and you, you search for CCTV of shops being robbed, there's loads of stuff of, of people in America who have their shop robbed and then, you know, when the, the two guys have come in to steal the whatever's in the till, when they turn around, the guy gets a gun and, right. and shoots them both. That, I think that's pretty common in the US. I, you know, it's definitely legal. I've never seen that. anything like that. I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. We we do really come from the land of no guns. Mm. Uh, it's it's quite different. Yeah, I'm almost. I've I never encountered guns in my life at all. I remember like the first time I ever saw them was um, at airport security, maybe like ten oh, years right, ago. Yeah. Um, and that was always kind of like fuck, you know. Yeah, it's quite it's quite different, really, isn't yeah. it? When you I see have them. noticed. Um, you do get some police officers in London now carrying. Yeah, I think carrying I think it's much more common, isn't it? Yeah, I see. Like, I walk past um, Buckingham Palace sometimes when I go home from work. Yeah, and the palace guards now have these fucking these massive fuck off cannons in their hand. Well, you mean the police or the no? The pal- pal- yeah, didn't they not always have rifles though? No, I was just, just saying it's something I'm, I'm seeing more and more. Right. Th- or you're days. talking about like they have anti tank weapons. Yeah, like, like, at ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it fucking? Uh, what do you call them now? ATFs or something like that? What RPG? What do you talk about? 
But um, Grand to Air, uh, yeah, or, yeah, like they can take down like a Boeing seven four seven should they need to, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I like the idea of them parading around with these massive rockets on their shoulders. Yeah, like proper bazookas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, there's old timey ones with like the kind of like musket type fucking yeah. guy at the funnels. Front, you know, he's he's got his uh, his flamethrower resting on his shoulder, oh. looking around. They're illegal now, flamethrowers, but you can buy them <laughs> or make them yourself. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, guns are kind of. I remember going to Egypt and uh, uh, there was a a guard for like a an, not an archaeological dig, more like a tourist site. Mm-hmm. But it was it used to be an archaeological dig, I guess. And there's nothing to kind of show that he was a guard, right? He wasn't wearing any uniform. He didn't have like an ID tag or anything. He just happened to have an MP5. Right. Okay. Right. He was just sat there, and there's a picture of me somewhere. And he he's wearing my hat, and I've got his MP5 in his hat, in my oh, hat. Oh really? Yeah, it's. Yeah. I figured it was just going to be you in front of this guy with like, with this cold icy stare, and you're just like. Yeah. No, he wasn't like that at all. He was he was quite boisterous, may I say? Oh. Very boisterous. You just said the B word, yeah. my friend. He was fat, so he's got to be boisterous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he's having a whale of a time, just sat around. Taking pot shots. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't taking. No, I guess. I think he probably could have done that, and no one would have known. But um, all the locals, like stray dogs, not not no more. Yeah, this area could do with some of that, couldn't it? Oof. Bit of a cull. <laughs> yeah, do they you... are. It's, it's kind of mental. I'm not used to seeing this. Yeah. That amount of uh, well, I'm not used to seeing stray dogs, let alone in this these numbers. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not an English thing at all, is it? A- anything stray, we we catch and we eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with with that horror fresh in our heads, let's take in the news. Hello, the Boisterous Brothers. This week there was going to be a supermoon, but the moon I saw was only slightly larger. Which makes me wonder if lunologists are overcompensating for something else. I have no facts to back up this opinion. Also in the European theatre, Angela Angela Merkel is rerunning for Empress of the Holy Roman Empire, whereas Nicolas Sarkozy is no longer running for being Charlemagne, or whatever the French thing is. The Mexican peso continues to falter as Donald Trump unlocks the sixth seal. Can't be bloody too soon when they unlock the seventh, if you ask me. Also, across the world, there were lots of accidents, people died, and the tragedy never ends. Yours reportedly, Lieutenant Colonel Anonymous Bilgewater. He's got the whole world in his bottom. 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 Frasier is confronted by the devil in the guise of an entertainment's agent. She offers him untold riches, not at the cost of his soul, like the traditional Faustian model, but rather that he have his body transmuted to that of a peanut. Frasier invariably declines. This episode promises two things, either great physical comedy or heart-wrenching body horror as Frasier's body accepts the peanut DNA and undergoes Cronenberg-esque transformation. What we get is a watery moral dilemma and only two typical Frasier shenanigans. One highlight, however, is Frasier's diction when he says the word scumguard. So, as always, very adroit, very concise. What was that about, you? Oh, it was about Frasier meeting his new agent, B.B. Glazer. 
Ah, yes, right. So BB Glazer, she's a recurring character. She's his agent and the epitome of evil and very efficient. Yes, indeed. And very sexy. Very sexy. It's all about that voice. All about that smoky. And those play suits she wears. What's a play suit? I, I, um, you mean a white... pa- do you mean a pantsuit? Pantsuit, yeah. We're, mm, fucking what, hell. What's a play suit? I have no idea. I think I've... Uh... Break out the leather pony. <laughs> I don't know. They don't have that at lunch. <laughs> uh, um, so, so yeah. So, she... she's Yeah, so the episode's called Selling Out. Yeah. So she kind of convinces Frasier to sell out. Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean, he's a radio psychiatrist, you know. He's not. It's yeah, it's it's kind of not full lost. of integrity, is he? Yeah. Well, I think that's what Niles is always kind of shit bitching about in the corner. But you know, it's Niles, so he's just compartmentalized and ignored promptly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's all. She has this offer um, to appear uh, in a television commercial, and it's uh, yeah. basically it's his, this moral dilemma where he well, he just wrestles with that. Um, yeah, right, and he gets in a hot tub or something. He does, yeah, but that, that's... Yeah, that he does, like, several adverts. He's like, oh, I can't do it unless I actually approve it, blah, 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 blah. So what is selling out, do we think? Having a product, which is inherently of yourself, and right. then either adapting, compromising, for the sake of either more... Pop- but it's an artistic product, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, yeah. if you invent the iPod, and someone says, this would be a lot better if it had music on it rather than just lines and lines of code... You go, no, it's all about it's all about the code, and then someone says, "Yeah, but you can make a lot of money by putting music on it." And you go, "All right then." Yeah. I don't think that's selling out. No, that's because well, you're that's, nuts. Yeah. Um, well, that's just that's well, that's a mm, that's a product. Yeah, that's a thing. Whereas art isn't necessarily a product; it's art. Mm. Maybe is that what is that? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. I just uh, granted, I said that quite ineloquently, but that maybe that's what I was trying to get at. So let you hold hold my hand through that one. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I mean, when people talk about selling out, they are always talking about artists. You know, I think very few people say such and such an architect sold out. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you see an architect who has got a really big commission, usually it's like, well, good for them. Yeah. Um, do you think that some people who kind of talk about selling out, really, what they mean is, oh well, I knew them before they were famous, and now they're famous, so I don't like them anymore. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people use that kind of tawdry argument, but that's just like I being, mean, without uh, saying that, right? Yeah, yeah, but that, I think that's more. That's not necessarily down to uh, selling out. I mean, sometimes things are just legitimately popular; and they don't actually have to. Yeah. Um, but I think those people—that's just like a you know hipster contrarian kind of bullshit shit bitching argument. Today's left field is tomorrow's mainstream, mm. and um, and yeah, yeah, there is a difference between that and selling out, but. But people do sell out. Yeah. It is a real thing. It's yeah. not, a, not a figment of our tiny no, minds. No, of course not. I know what we need to discuss now is a burgeoning podcast. Mm. Um, burgeoning. Yeah. Yeah. Episode um, three. Episode three. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I've been at this so long. Where's yeah. my fucking payoff? <laughs> <laughs> we have to discuss who who we're going to fucking sponsor. Who's going to help? You mean who's going to sponsor us? Yeah. Who are we going to? Because we've got that much cash, we can just <laughs> put our name on 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 ADO buses and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, I mean, like, we, I, I don't know, like, a couple of months down the line, we'll be uh, doing, like, reads for Audible in between the Fraser bit. Reads for Audible, like, like, <laughs> re, like reading loads. Like, this will be a four and a half hour podcast. Oh, God, yeah. You know, we just get, like, we get, like, the, this treatment from Audible and we just read it out, mm-hmm. like, in the most fucking benign kind of mm-hmm. monotone way. And it has books. What's the, uh, what's the company that, that sends boxes to people? Then? Oh, Loot Crate, yeah. Loot Crate, yeah, we'll be doing shit for Loot Crate. And it'll be like, oh, good, I... Being a developmentally challenged retard, 
I love figurines. This is wonderful. Oh, a poster. A po because, you know, adults, they don't have paintings or anything to put on their walls. They they want a poster of a shit movie. Mm. Fuck off, Luke Great. Oh, a Captain America pillowcase. Pillowcase. That's what I need. Yeah. Yes. You can put some batteries in there and beat someone to death. We've got to be very careful because, as I say, it could be, it won't be long before we're doing like unboxing videos going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> What, what do you think? They they couldn't send us anything. They just have to send us like air and cheese toasties. Oh well, I could get down with fucking cheese toasties. If if they cheese toasties, toasties were yeah. yeah, going to sponsor us, fucking, yeah. so, I'd, I'd be down so for that. So what you're saying then is, if Loot Crate started to send us care packages, you'd be totally selling out. <laughs> we like our sponsor is WaterAid. If <laughs> <laughs> we can have clean water finally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, obviously, I guess I am a. Maybe I'm not a professional YouTuber because I don't make any money from it, but I'm a full-time YouTuber. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of big YouTubers who do stuff like that. And I think it's all right. You know, you, they've got to make some money. I don't think it's something I would necessarily do. Mm -hmm. or, or I don't think they would be interested in me ever. I think if I had a million subscribers, they wouldn't be interested in me. Yeah. Because I'm constantly saying their shit. Fuck <laughs> off, look great. But, but I don't think that's that bad. I, I think it... It's more when it compromises you, like, I don't know, sometimes I do a, a vlog and I talk about a film. Mm -hmm. And if I did a vlog about a film that a company had paid me to do, mm -hmm. that's completely yeah, selling out. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a complete conflict of interest. I've often thought with people like Snoop Dogg did this car insurance advert in the UK. I kind of consider that selling out. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason I consider that selling out Obviously, there's no conflict of interest, but he's got loads of money. Yeah. He doesn't need to do that shit. Yeah, you've got to kind of question what, I mean, his outgoings must be. I mean, he's, there's obviously going to be a huge influx of cash all the time, but I don't know. I do hear things about, like, some of the things that these people fucking buy. Oh, yeah, what, like a, a golden toilet? Yeah, well, I mean, they get they buy, like, fucking private jets and shit like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's that's... A lot of money. Yeah. Well, and know, then you know, the only way they're going to afford it is if they do an advert for Typhoon in the UK. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never looked at anything so, uh, like that. I've never looked at George Clooney doing the Nescafe adverts or something and thought, yeah, I want a, I want a yeah. Nescafe now. I, yeah, it kind, of, it kind of switches me right off. I mean, I, I get the point of an advert, you know, just make people aware of the brand. Mm -hmm. Fine. But I really think you could do that by just having an advert with anyone in it. I, yeah. You know, I... I don't care if you've reanimated Richard Pryor and he's advertising bullshit. I would I would lap that up in a second. If yeah, was. <laughs> I was gonna say adv advertising shit bonds, you know, on behalf of Lehman Brothers or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> Do you know anyone who's sold out? Not necessarily a big artist or anything like that, but you know a lot of people who are. Legitimate artists and aspiring artists. Do you know anyone who's kind of gone? You're going to say me, aren't you? Yeah. 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 You were such a fucking whore for this stuff. For doing the YouTube. No, I don't know. I mean, I. The only professional artist that I know. Um... Is me again. It's me. Yeah. Full time. I knew, I knew a couple of people that worked for like 2000 AD and all that kind of stuff. And they were some of. There's one guy in particular who was um, one of the most talented painters mm -hmm. I've, uh, I've ever met mm. but he invariably just well paints what paints well whatever his brief is really right um yeah and i did see like a few kind of 
personal projects on the side that he did and he invariably just kind of reimagined um, like B-movie posters and stuff like that. Right. Um, I would can't... I, I, yeah, I wouldn't... I guess his work took him away from what he actually wanted to do to the extent where he just didn't do what he actually wanted to do anymore. Well, no, I always got the impression, um, you know, what we t- he, this is like the the avenue that he wanted to be in. This mm-hmm. was the career that he wanted. He's doing what he wants to do. Yeah. But at the same time, it's he's kind of more functional than than an artist. I, right. Right. I know it's not exactly. I think that's a kind of a weird. I mean, weird line. I don't really kind of call that selling out, really. But no. Well, it's not exactly what we're talking about, but. Often people talk about being professional, mm. and I always think like I can never be professional because I'm way too involved in what mm. I'm doing. And it sounds like he's professional. Like it's not. I'm not saying he isn't passionate about art, but he isn't passionate about his day job. Right. Right. Because it's it's just a gig. Well, no, um, yeah. I, maybe that isn't selling out, but there is a distinction. Well, no, that, right? that was kind of my only experience with people like that, like directly. Um, yeah. Yeah, other than that, you know, when it comes to selling it, all I could say was like, yeah, like Typhoon efforts with William Shatner, but we've kind of already covered that. Oh, yeah, because but, I mean, William unlike Shatner, Snoop... yeah, defining artist of our generation. Yeah, no. I'd say unlike Snoop Dogg, though, I mean, William Shatner probably does need the money, so I can kind of forgive him. Why? Are you are you insinuating William Shatner does a lot of blow? Yes. I think William Shatner is insinuating that. <laughs> God, it's probably the only thing keeping him alive. God bless him. Oh, yeah. Like chemically preser- preserved, he's done... I I, uh, I know someone who went to a convention and they met William Shatner and got their photo taken with him. Oh, yeah? And he said, uh, oh, that wasn't a very good one. Let's do it again. And they did it again. Well, and William Shatner said yeah, that? Yeah, he said, yeah. Isn't that nice? <laughs> got charged twice, though, but, you know. <laughs> what a dick. No, not really. No, I mean, whoever went to a convention to see William Shatner. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, they went to, like, a My Little Pony convention as well. Something, someone I know uh, through... Uh, through it. Never mind. Let's uh, let's yeah. go to Hieronymus Swash. Yes. Join Hieronymus Swash and Mamau as they continue their journey in this week's instalment of The Case of the Curse of the Ruby Garnet, Part 3. Give me my gun, you savage! I caramba! Stop, Lord Telephone. We're not burglars. We're here to help. I'm not falling for that one. Yes, please stop choking my manservant. You'll only make him angry. Lady Telephone was in my office this morning telling us all about the missing Ruby Garnet. So, you know about the missing Ruby Garnet? Yes. You know it's missing? Yes. And you're here to help? Yes. Well, sorry, old chap. <laughs> it's, it's quite all right. I, I've built up quite a tolerance over the years. Yes. Mau here was once hung by the Raja of Fattisburg Polytechnic. And by the King of Svalsky. Why, you're Hieronymus Swash, private dick. One and the same. You know my sister has now been kidnapped. Yes, we were only steps behind the kidnappers at the time. Bastards, but let me show you where the replica was taken from. She put the box under the bed. Did he say replica? I don't know, boss, I can't hear. The blood is still returning to my ears. For God's sake, concentrate, Mau Mau. Sorry, boss. We're on the job, for goodness sake. You can move blood around your head in your own time. Yes, boss. Here it is. It's a shoebox. Yes, but look. It's an empty shoebox. Wait, what did you say about replica? Replica, yes. My family has to sell the real Ruby Garnet. So the thieves stole a replica. So what's the problem? The kidnapping, boss. Oh yeah, right. The kidnapping. Yes, it seems the thieves got quite angry when they realised they'd stolen a worthless replica. And then they took your sister to extort you. Right. Right, I remember what we're doing here. 
I've no idea what to do. They called and said they wanted the Ruby Garnet or else they'll kill my sister. Where is the real Ruby Garnet? Why, at the National Treasure Museum. Their acquisition was a secret. They were going to exhibit it in a month. Hmm. This all begs the question as to how Lady Telephone intended to pay for our services. Maybe we should introduce ourselves by mentioning an upfront fee. The kidnappers! Let me get it. I'm an expert negotiator. Hello? Yes? Yes? Yes, that's right. Now you listen to me. We're not responding to any of your demands. I'm here with her brother, and he says the family have no money, and you can go keep Lady Telephone. Skin her alive for all we care. You're not getting the real Ruby Garnet, or a cent out of us. In fact, it would probably just be better for everyone if you just throw her into the sea. You can cut your losses, and no one will catch you then, and she'll be less of a burden on her family. I bid you good day, and implore you never call back. What did you do? Don't worry, Lord Telephone. They'll be calling right back. Any moment. Any moment now. They'll be ringing any moment now. Any moment now. Hello? Yes, we'll give you the real Ruby Garnet by three o'clock this afternoon. My plan worked brilliantly. But how do we get the real Ruby Garnet? Leave that to us, Lord Telephone. You go and tell the police what we're doing and to keep any uniformed officers away from Grand Central Station at 3 p.m. That's where we're going to do the trade. But that's the busiest time. That's why they want to do the trade then, to use the crowd as a cover. Now go. Come on, Mau Mau, to the museum. But where's Luigi? Never mind that, Mau Mau. Mau Mau, why is there blood coming out of the trunk? You told me to deal with the traffic officer. What? What did you do? Oh dear. Is he dead? No, but he's going to wake up with an annoying headache. All right, we'll leave him here. Just here in the street? Mau Mau, do you know how expensive gas is these days? I'm paying to ferry around some stranger's weight. Come on. All right, to the museum. Join us next time for another exciting episode of The Case of the Curse of the Ruby Garnet. So back in the studio with us, we have Leroy Latoc. How are you doing, Leroy? Uh, oh, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, whenever you're ready, yeah. Can you slow or down the moon? Born and grow and out the moon. Born and out the high. Well, well, I. Riverside, motherfucker. Yeah. Black sheep, keep there, down line, joker. Well, that was very good. Thank you very much, Leroy. Wasn't that good, Damien? It was, actually. Yeah, yeah it was very good. Yeah. Very good. I, I, can, I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Alka-Seltzer? This one's called Terry Cruising. The pavement is hot, like a hot summer sidewalk. I'm waiting for my boy, Terry Cruz. Yeah, I give him advice on how to pick up chicks, and that sort of guy. Sure, I could bang more girls if I kept things to myself, 
but I'm the type of guy that likes to spread the knowledge freely. Terry picks me up in a 67 convertible Mustang and we roll down the boulevard like a football thrown long. No one can take their eyes off the car's fine bodywork or our own. We're like two brown sausages in a frying pan. All the bitches are looking at us like we're made of diamonds. Women just can't resist me. I don't judge other people on their sexuality, but it's only gay if you take it, usually. An asshole is an asshole. And that's from Ben in Sirencester. Thank you very much for that, Ben. So obviously we were talking about my friend, or rather associate, who's been to several conventions, uh, including uh, the one where she met Captain Kirk, so obviously the Star Wars convention. You're just going to leave that there? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. leave that one yeah, there. Okay. Let you just sit in that one a little bit. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Have you ever been to a convention? No, not at all. No. Um, why is that, Damien? Because well, you are such an extrovert. I just cannot understand why you're not going around dressed as Wrath of Khan. Is that, <laughs> that was his name. His name was Wrath. <laughs> yeah, from Khan. Wrath from Khan. Yeah, no. C3PO. Uh, see, yeah, know, all in the why. same movie. Yeah. One, yeah. What was that called? Was that Stargate, wasn't it? Stargate. Oh my <laughs> god! I remember watching that once and just thinking, "What is this shit?" Mm. I only um, knew it was a TV. TV knew. I only knew it, knew it as a TV show, but apparently right. it was it's a film. A, yeah. Yeah. Was it a film first? Yeah, I think so. So they did the film, and then they thought, "Well, this was this was not good, but some people really loved it. We can get a." Cheap TV show. Out of yeah, this. and always, it always looked exceptionally shit. I mean, I was I was, lived in a house that had a lot of Star Trek playing. But, Hello, my dad. Right. But, I mean, I, even they like took exception to that. So I was like, holy shit! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and by they, you're talking about the collective conscious of your your dad and his dog. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> of course, the thing about Stargate is, um, as as we know, because the internet told us, Saddam Hussein has one. Oh, what, what was that? I don't know. It was just, a, it was just an article, bait, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that was genius. Saddam Hussein has a has a star. I mean, that must be a very old article. Well, not necessarily. I'm sure, Donald Rumsfeld has a Stargate now. If that is the case, so you never been to um, you never been to a convention? No, no, no. It's never appealed to me. Um, because you're a miserable bastard. Yeah, miserable, but yeah, miserable fucking cunt. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah, I've just haven't been. I'm so like fucking crusty these days. I haven't been that kind of enthusiastic about anything that I, you know, kind of liked. Not to that degree right. since I was like a child. Yeah, um, right, right. I mean, that's the same for me. I mean, it's it's not so much that I'm miserable. It's more that I'm not into anything so much that I need to go to a convention or, yeah, or yeah, I want yeah. to go. I don't get, like, fandom at all. No. Um, I Like, there are movies that I love and there are TV shows which I love. Let's say Arrested Development, season yeah. season one to three. Right, we yeah. both really like that. I think that the writing and that's great. I think the acting's great. I would never want to dress up as one of those people. Are you sure? Because I, I knew where you were going with this, and I started the cogs were going in my head. It's like I could just like shave my head and start putting on a moustache. Yes, and then, yeah, right. But I know, you know, I wouldn't want to. I w- and I wouldn't want to necessarily meet the actors. Yeah, I wouldn't want one of their signatures. That's... Definitely not now, anyway. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't get what you. Four. I don't get what you do at a convention, really. Um, you just kind of. Am- I think you, you go around and you you spend ten dollars on a bottle of water and fifty dollars on a burger and fries, and you just buy loads of shit. Yeah. Oh, you just amass people that kind of think the same way as you do. Right. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, right. Do you know what this has just reminded me of? I guess it's not quite a convention. It's more of a festival, maybe. Um, and I only found this out because I was watching something about Richard Dawkins. You know, right, okay. you yeah, know yeah, no, I mean? no. So Richard Dawkins is a. I don't, don't actually. I don't know what he is. He's he's a physicist, I think, but he's a massive advocate for the atheist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, movement. I guess is the wrong word, but the atheist kind of way of thinking. But movement is the right word because what I saw was this convention for atheists, mm -hmm. like all these atheists getting together, and then Neil deGrasse Tyson would walk onto stage and they'd all kind of bow their heads. Wouldn't they wouldn't they? do that. They'd be all, all be like woo and everything, and he'd say, you know. Um, such and such a star is this big. Can you imagine a god making that or something? It's something way more intelligent yeah, yeah. than that. But it's like, why do you? If you, the whole point of atheism is you don't believe in it. Not you have these beliefs. You yeah, you yeah. just lack belief in a god. Yeah, there's a great. Um, why do you need to get together with people? There was a great documentary um, called The Unbelievers about all this kind of shit. And again, ah, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I thought was really interesting because mm. they wouldn't. Maybe I saw it on that. Yeah, I mean. Because uh, my dad is is a staunch atheist. Um, um, I think more accurately, just hates religion. Really, yeah. He's, Christianity in particular. He's anti-religion, isn't he? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. Go on. Um, and so for a long time, I you know, I always atheism was always kind of at the back of my mind. It's just like you have to believe that there's no god, and I, I thought that was kind of a but it's contradiction not, in terms of yeah, why right. when I watched this. Um, it's not, but it's not. You have to believe. It's just lack of belief. Like. You can be an atheist just because you've never heard of God. Yeah, yeah. You've never heard that such an idea exists. It doesn't mean you're, you're, you're like you disbelieve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just may have never assessed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had it was they just they presented for once like a, a legitimate definition for atheism, which right. I'd never considered before. Right. Because um, there were a couple of people at school. Um, there was one of those twins that was that was always like that. Well, we he, were we were in a, a a year set where I think honestly there were seven sets of twins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was there was something weird going on in the world. Yeah, but we when we say the yeah, twins, we, 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 know, we, yeah, 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 the twins. But I mean, he was like someone that would like be. He was like my dad. Just would like speak about atheism constantly. But they were atheists, weren't they? Yeah, but the way they would talk about it, it was just, it was more of a contrarian type thing rather yeah, than just absolutely. being like, you know, we can observe this, this, and this. It doesn't point right. to this, so we're gonna we're right. gonna work on what we can. Yeah, and that's a great that's a great word because I think that's what a lot of people's impressions of atheists, perhaps quite rightly, is they're yeah. contrarians. They're just you know they're just people who, who uh, are deliberately kind of going against the grain, I guess. Even though you know, I mean. Is it you know? It's not against the grain in, in yeah. England, is it? Who cares? I yeah. I just think you know, if you don't believe in God, I I don't believe in God, or I don't believe in a conscious God or or whatever. I don't know, right? I don't really care. <laughs> well, but my... but my point is, is that I definitely don't believe in the Christian religion. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in the Muslim religion. I don't feel the need to to tell people off or to get on my internet forum and to list all the inconsistencies in the Bible. It doesn't bother me. If you're a Christian and you get joy from that, good. I don't care. <laughs> Whereas like all these embittered atheists who kind of like, as soon as someone says something about the Bible or yeah. something, you know, they've got to get on that high horse. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I didn't like about that documentary. Is they showed a lot of footage of these people, yeah, going... Uh... To these fucking festivals, and there's one really obnoxious uh, clip of Eddie Izzard doing a, a naff bit, which always makes my skin crawl as a 
was a massive fan as a kid. Right. Um, but you do you see all these guys like they were like I used to be a Christian and now you kind of open my eyes. Thank you very much. And yeah. you can just see all these people that are not. They're not like, clever. They're not the intellectuals that are being interviewed throughout right. this. They're, they're just, they're indulging in another kind of mob mentality. They're right. being led as, as exactly they would anywhere it. else. Yeah. My, my always view is it's just been not, it's just not practical to kind of spend no. time thinking about it. It doesn't yeah. affect. It's like people who believe in horoscopes, right? Like, I, you know, I think, and I think that really, if you kind of look into it, it it's just nonsense. Mm -hmm. But if you want to read your horoscope and kind of go, ooh, next year's going to be a good year for me or, or better not get on a bus this week because they're that specific <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Um, Ope, snap you know, open a fortune cookie. Yeah, right. Embrace I mean, your boring nature. Embrace your boring nature, says the fortune cookie. You know, if you want to do that, so what? One thing I was going to say about uh, my my friend or the person I know, because I, I, I don't, I'm not friends with this person, who who went to the Star Trek convention, she... she also went to the My Little Pony convention. Oh, my God. Right. But, but what she said was uh, there is a disproportionate amount of adult men lit who literally... Who go to those things. No, no, that's not it. Who literally have learning difficulties. Right, okay. Who go to those things. Right, like, okay. I, I'm not saying it's a huge part of their audience, but apparently there were a lot of people there uh -huh. who have the mind of a child. Uh, well, there you go. Um, I've, I've, <laughs> go on then, go on and get, get through that quagmire. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just gonna. I'll just leave that one alone. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No shit is what Damien just thought. Yeah, I, I bigoted. When someone told me about the fucking brony fad, that was I was so fucking late to that. But I couldn't believe it. I could not. I could not believe that that's a thing at all. Yeah, I mean, what, so what it is for anyone who doesn't know, is it's adult men who very actively for, form the fandom mm -hmm. for a TV show called My Little Pony, which is a, a TV show aimed at little girls. It's about magical ponies who can talk. Yeah. I think. I wouldn't know. Oh. See you at the convention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us. If you're listening to us on uh, on SoundCloud or anywhere else, anywhere else that isn't YouTube, you can check us out on YouTube. There's a lot of videos there but also you can watch these podcasts so you oh can, my god you you're can, spoiling them you can see us in a box sweating people don't know it's a box but yeah it's a box it's a studio yeah. which is very tiny and it's fucking hot yeah i'm pretty sure you can you can see you, you can, can smell us yeah <laughs> we should have called ourselves the glistening boys oh that's a, that's a different podcast uh and otherwise if you Why want to download we... the podcast or anything like that yeah what are we gonna say i'll forget it doesn't matter if you're gonna start download the podcast or anything like that go to soundcloud you can download it for free Amazing. Goodbye. Goodbye.